Yo, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> when, you said, I, when you said I'll take a break, I, I, I thought you meant like I was going to go take a piss or something. So you, I was just going to start. You're right. No, no, I, no, I didn't no, finish no, my no, sentence. No, no we'll, just, were, we'll just roll pausing. into it. Welcome <laughs> to the Return to Play podcast. I am your host, Stephen Navarra, OTR and newly employed person with me as always is danny how's it going danny danny dpt and steadily been employed i'm good i'm good um and behind the ones and twos is jimmy who is a browns fan uh he can't be feeling good about the browns right now they are three and three and in a world of hurt same record well, as the Steelers the, and the, the Chiefs. Bears, they might be three and four. Yeah, uh, 27 Broncos, 18 Browns. That's my score prediction. That's a lot of points from both sides. Yeah, take the over. Banged up as the... Well, I'm saying, that, take, I'm saying I don't think it'll be that high scoring. Uh, Browns offense banged up and the Broncos offense is... Kind of just eh. I am well, terrible yeah. at uh at making gut picks when I'm drinking. So and I've had you you will hear me get drunker and drunker as this podcast goes on. I have a glass of wine pretty much during each segment, and we're recording this at the end. So <sighs> you'll uh well you know what I mean. We also are talking about. <laughs> We're also talking. <laughs> uh, we're also talking about the state of EA Sports and their their battle with FIFA right now, and what FIFA is doing to kind of change the landscape of sports gaming. We have our injury news to kick us off at all, as always, and so let's jump right into it. All right, let's get into the NFL injury news for week seven. Daniel Jones sure seemed like he came back from his concussion protocol too early, just like I thought. Uh, when you get knocked out like that and you're wobbling and stuff, usually things don't return to you within a week where you're, you're good enough to be uh, as sharp as you need to be to play NFL quarterback um that takes a lot of of skill in your brain as far as vision and comprehension making quick decisions that's all stuff that your brain cannot be like a little fuzzy still and, and play well now Daniel Jones was starting to play a little bit better until he got hurt and it it just reminded me of Mason Rudolph returning way too soon and he was never how he looked in his small sample size before that. What do you think about it, Danny? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's hard to say because he was also missing so many of his weapons. But, yeah, anytime you're, uh, you know, like you said, stumbling and woozy and clearly uh, clearly visibly concussed like that, takes a while for that coordination and those those fine motor skills to uh you know, get back to 100%, if they ever do get back to 
see these fighters that get knocked knocked out a couple times and then they kind of just disappear. Yeah, and I don't know how he looked at practice last week, but he obviously only got one day of of full practice out on the field. And so I don't think that's enough time either to judge whether or not he was able to play on Sunday. And obviously they they forced him out there and he's not going to say no. So it's really on the, the doctors and the athletic trainer that he who's at fault for that they they should know better and retrospectively that's easy to say uh and speaking of the giants their wide receivers kenny galladay did not practice today i believe he has a a knee injury but darius slayton was limited at practice so you know he, he i would keep an eye on him i'd expect him to play and then Kadarius tony is definitely out i believe he's on the ir now uh, even if he's not, so if Slayton and um, Shepard are out there, I would. Uh, uh, we'll sit. We'll put them in heating pad ice pack. So we'll we'll just move along to AJ Brown. He had shits from Chipotle. <clears throat> he had a little food poisoning on Monday night. He got he played through it. I couldn't imagine playing through food poisoning when you're like alternating between throwing up and shitting into the toilet you're sitting down and you're puking in your own shit and you're you're just like a miserable mess and he's probably doing that in the locker room and then and then he goes out and he plays nfl football so kudos to him and he had a couple nice snags uh in that game you got anything to say about it yeah he didn't look bad i had to uh i actually had to bench him in in one of my leagues because uh you know as soon as that broke loose that he was questionable i was like oh i didn't know if he was gonna play or not so i had to throw a receiver in there and got the win anyways but uh but yeah kudos to aj brown looked pretty good helped help the team get the win big win yeah the the bills came up a little short there and that's because jimmy bet on them but uh, Sammy Watkins hamstring did not practice today. I don't think that uh, it's going to affect the Ravens a whole lot. I do kind of like the Bengals this week, but you know, they, they shit pumped the, the Lions. So obviously this is a, a tough divisional matchup and I believe it's in Baltimore. So Ravens at home usually, usually come up with W's. But uh, that should be a good game. I think that's going to be a close game. I definitely like Bengals plus six and a half right now. I'm I'm leaning towards that, especially if no Sammy Watkins. They're a little bit more one-dimensional with their run game. You got anything on the Ravens? The Ravens just kind of keep defying everything, so I don't even know what to say. Lamar Jackson is just unreal right now. So even when they're even when they're supposed to lose, they pull it out somehow. So I don't know. You can you can keep kind of plugging people from the Ravens and hope you hit. They're all they're all inconsistent, but well, that do. should that their luck. They have had a lot of um, luck, and it's kind of how this the Steelers ended up 
with 11 straight wins it def it's not like they were rolling to 11 wins they got lucky in a lot of games so usually laws of physics uh the ravens the ravens it'll catch up to them right in time for for them to play the steelers late in the season hopefully yeah. uh, we always split with them though so it, it will probably split with them again this year uh, we swept them last year oh then that's not good <laughs> <laughs> And uh, well, actually, the left the left tackle for the Ravens is out now too, and we know Villanueva is kind of shaky. He's getting older, so the the Bengals definitely are a legit threat to rush the passer and Lamar this week. But L- Lamar really is like it's like high school football. Like you can have a shaky O line, and he just finds a way to squeeze through and and. S- uh, cipher through everybody for a gain of like 12. Um, I think that's it. That's it for that game. I don't, they, <clears throat> the Bengals have a ton of people. Both teams have a ton of people that didn't practice today, Wednesday. So I definitely checked their injury report on Friday to see who actually started getting some reps and who's, who looks like they're going to be out because right now there's a combined like, uh, it looks like 20, 20 something people for both both teams combined on the injury report. That's a lot. And it is that time of year where people are getting banged up and, and taking the week weekdays off. Uh, Jerry Judy came back this week to run routes at practice, so it looks like he's going to be back next week. So if Jerry Judy's out there in free agency still for any anybody on fantasy, I would pick him up a week earlier if if you are in a uh what's it uh if you don't have fantasy dollars the fat uh fad uh whatever you know what i'm talking about people jerry judy try to sneak him onto your roster this week instead of having to wait for the waiver wires next week and jets are pretty banged up both their safeties are hurt and on the other side of the ball they're they're playing the patriots who have both of their cornerbacks on the injury injury list who did not practice uh so the the patriots have obviously had a shaky secondary this year the jets are the jets and so that that could be a sneaky over with both uh secondaries banged up but you know a both divisional game they're going to be ready to play no matter who's on the field uh any thoughts about any of that Yeah, Judy is definitely worth a uh, worth scooping up if he's available. You know, he a lot of leagues he probably wasn't dropped to begin with, but if you can get Jerry Judy, I'd definitely scoop him up, especially with uh, KJ Hamler out. Him and Cortland Sutton will kind of be a, a pretty good big one-two combo. Um, yeah, other than that, that's that's the only thing I got to touch on. All right, time for heating pad and ice pack. Um, I think what I'm going to do instead of actually looking for sound bites is just get a Ziploc bag of ice and I'm just going to smush it next to the mic and then I'll I'll just get like a, a grill sound or something or I'll turn my skillet on and just put my mic up to that too. Maybe maybe next week we'll try that out. <laughs> um, 
Julio Jones hamstring. He he went out in the third quarter or some something like that. And you know this is his second time in two games played where he's pulled that hamstring. Uh, he's getting old. He's got grandpa hammies, and it seems like this is going to be his life for the rest of the season. And he should probably retire at the end of it. What do you th- what do you got for Julio? Oh, and so ice pack him the the rest of the season. Ice pack Julio. Yeah, I'm an ice pack for this week at least as well. I've kind of talked about hamstrings before, especially you know when they have these lingering hamstring issues. He missed a good chunk of time last year and kind of faded at the end of the year with a hamstring injury. Hamstrings are kind of like Wu Tang Clan, and they're nothing to fuck with. So. I'm a ice pack. For, <laughs> I'm a ice pack for Julio. Um, I don't think he should retire. When I, th- I still think uh, he'll have spurts of productivity and help teams out, but uh, I wouldn't depend on him to be the Julio of old. That's for sure. I wouldn't rely on him for your fantasy games. He gets a week of full practice, then I then you can trust him. But kind of a boomer bust player, and more often going to be a bust guy. So for this week, ice pack. AJ Brown is healthy though. Lock him in as a heating pad. Well, and another old dirty bastard with a hamstring is Richard Sherman. And I am now glad that the Steelers didn't touch Richard Sherman and they knew he was too old and would not last, you know, more than a handful of games without getting hurt. And sure enough, he, he got hurt on the first series, maybe the second defensive series pulled his hamstring in that Eagles game last week. And so he obviously wasn't prepared to play NFL football. His body wasn't, you know, he was probably mentally and felt physically ready, but at that age, uh, he didn't go through a whole training camp. He probably had maybe two days of padded practice, like two weeks in a row, one day each week of padded practice. Cause that's all they do. And then he goes out there and tries to cut at full speed and that thing just pulls on him. I don't see him being back for much of the year. Maybe he can get reacclimated, but it's going to take him four to six more weeks. You know, if they're smart about it, since they've already paid him the money, give him four weeks of like a training camp almost to get back into game shape. So he can play in December basically. But, uh, Back to heating pad ice pack, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's day-to-day. He's another old bastard with the with a hamstring injury. Uh, he was contemplating retirement uh, during this time, his time off uh, this past month. You know, he had a couple nice catches, a couple. Uh, he looked himself, but then that hamstring just, you know, popped on a uh, – on a regular route you know nothing nothing contact really uh and and so ice pack for him as well you know i don't think he has the body anymore to sustain uh playing every week yeah ice ice pack ty i don't think he's really worth a pickup if if he's a a lot of people picked him up last week when he came back but he kind of faded from fantasy relevance the past couple years Love T.Y., but he's not the T.Y. of old. Uh, Richard Sherman, though, I do th- I, I do still like that Richard Sherman, Sherman pickup. But you touched on, he had no offseason, no training camp, so coming in and just getting thrown into games. He looked he looked okay and made it to the third game. And, I mean, I think I think by 
by the end of the season, come playoff time, he'll back in productive and or in game shape. But I still like that pickup for the Bucks. But yeah, he'll uh he'll kind of be in and out during the season, I think. Yeah, it did make sense for them. They they're pretty depleted in their secondary. 49ers who are playing the Colts this week. Uh, Jimmy G was limited practice and Trey Lance actually did not practice today, which is kind of a uh, big news. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to roll with Jimmy G then. Uh, uh, I, I can't make my mind up. You, you tell me your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I'm an ice pack on either, whoever they, there's, there's plenty of quarterbacks you're in a standard like 12 team league you're, there's going to be quarterbacks that are better to pick up than them so definitely a nice pack there in your daily fantasy i don't think either of them are going to be you know have an explosive game the the colts injury report is pretty lengthy as well a lot of defensive guys on that list who did not practice today and are probably not seemingly going to be healthy totally for Sunday. So I think they're going to be rotating a lot of guys. I don't actually hate Jimmy G. If he's going to be the starter, I don't hate him for tournaments in DraftKings because no one's going to have him. So if he, if he has the little fire symbol next to him, like that's going to shoot you up the leaderboard because he's going to def, I, I don't see him being more than 8% owned, something like that. So uh heating pad for for dfs tournament jimmy g but that's it uh will lutz 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 is back for from the ir for saints uh it's monday night football i actually really like the saints to win against geno smith again uh not so much because geno smith looked all right in the um yay he actually didn't look that great but <laughs> against the steelers but um the Saints defense is slightly worse than the Steelers defense but the Seahawks defense is actually pretty suspect and, uh we actually scored 20 points 23 points and um and we we got down we crossed we got a lot of yards too on on the Seahawks defense so uh Will Lutz uh I would put him back on your I would heating pad Will Lutz for for all fantasy purposes. Yeah, I mean kickers are once 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 you don't have Justin Tucker, they're pretty much all the same. Just depends on you know just get you a kicker with a offense that's going to score more points. But yeah, Lutz is a solid option. If you have one of the many kickers that are banged up this year for whatever weird reason, yeah, Lutz is a good pickup. I had. I've actually had a pretty good uh, kicker draft. I had Matt Gay, who's been very well. Young Hoo he's been all right. The, the, I knew Atlanta's offense wasn't going to be like steamrolling people, and that's enough kicker talk. Let's get into our segments, and before we get into draw of the week, I'm going to let Danny go off about his experience at the U.S. men's soccer game versus Costa Rica in the, in the brand-new Columbus Crew Stadium. So how was the game? It was, it was awesome. Got off to a shaky start for sure. Uh, 
one minute into the game, Costa Rica scored. I kind of just put my head down and I said, "This, there's no way that this is happening again. And I had flashbacks to 2017 and uh, looked like it was going to be a pretty rough night, but they, they made the comeback, made it worth it. Just it was a under on one of my best, my definitely my best sporting experience of like being there in person for sure. Uh, the new crew stadium is freaking sweet. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just all around a good experience. I uh got to got to meet a couple players, take some selfies after the game when they were kind of just you know screwing around, talking to fans and stuff. Uh, drank a few beers, screamed so loud, lost my voice. Hell of a game, USA. Yeah, and they play Mexico next. They play Mexico at home, in November eleventh, I believe, in Cincinnati. Yeah, and I'm pumped for, for whatever reason. They finally they always play Mexico in like Los Angeles for no reason, and there's all freaking Mexicans in the state. Like it's we played two two games in mexico basically because half the more than half the freaking stands is mexican fans but uh so they finally played a game up north where there's not a lot of mexicans <laughs> and uh hopefully <laughs> it sounds it sounds bad but i'm being 100 percent serious like we play we play games in heavy latino populated areas where most of the fans are cheering for mexico and mexico basically gets another home game out of it but uh finally playing one up north should be a the tickets Ticket prices, I tickets are outrageous for this game. So it, I mean, it's sold out quick. Uh, my uh, my friend Ryan, um, he got lottery tickets from the Outlaws, yep. so he's going to the game, and he That's said awesome. he could sell his his ticket right now for like five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks, and I'm like, fuck, I I think I'd rather have five hundred dollars than go to go to this. Uh, I mean, it was. It depends where the seats are and stuff, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it was well. It was, if it's it the outlaws, awesome. it's definitely behind a goal. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. And he's probably you know twenty, thirty rows back, which is still fine. Like I don't mind watching soccer behind a goal, the goal view. But uh, I don't know. And he lives in Northeast Ohio, so that's like a six hour drive. And he's actually then he's got to go to down to new orleans well mobile the next day for our other friend's wedding so he could have 500 dollars, and the wedding would basically be paid for but instead he's gonna go to the game and like take the red eye down to mobile or, or like the first flight out the next morning so he's crazy but yeah, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you had a good time it did look i saw i well, i saw the replay of you on espn i wasn't locked in on the game i just had it on in the background yeah, um, you could you could see me yelling and uh <laughs> see i was having a extravagant time yeah I'd, for for 500 bucks i might sell those outlaw tickets too especially mexico's probably gonna beat us but we had a shaky start to qualifying uh they've bought they bought themselves a lot of room so what's get, our percentage of of making uh, the world cup they're they're sitting pretty. If they can get points off of Mexico this game, they We're are they're in. sitting pretty. Yeah, I mean if they a win would be unbelievable. I mean they'd be first outright. A uh, a draw, you're still sitting pretty. You still have El Salvador and Honduras at home. Um, 
you know you still get Jamaica again. They're they're sitting pretty good. It'll it'll take a a pretty big collapse for them to miss it at this point. Air <laughs> halter rallied the boys. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean I'm not. I was there. All right, all right, that's enough. <laughs> We've gone on too much about U.S. men's soccer, uh, but still on the topic of uh, football, uh, EA Sports has gotten. Uh, how should I say it? FIFA broke up with EA Sports by demanding $250 million a year from them to keep their exclusive license deal. And so they, they basically said that this was purposeful. They made an outrageous claim because they want multiple developers to to have the FIFA license and develop esports games and competitive soccer games. And uh, rightfully so, FIFA is getting pretty stale uh i don't like their model of basically pay to win for ultimate team and then the only thing you're left with is uh you know kind of offline play basically or pre-arranged online club play um that's ea's way of doing things and, and just i played e football e football is the other one and the mechanics of it are definitely different in the con- but I like the control layouts better. You can tell teammates to go on runs on offense. Like you can tell your wing to go start going on a run. So then you can give them the through ball and you don't have to guess on when the computer's going to fucking stop and go. And, and there's always a bunch of bullshit passing the ball in FIFA. And it's so irritating. And I think eFootball e- does a, better job of that now they have a lot of work to do in their own right but i think this is better for sports video games because up until now there has been no competitive market for nba fifa and nfl like it's just ea owns the two 2k owns basketball and they charge you out the ass to play their games and play their games fully so the nfl is definitely watching this closely they're going to see if FIFA ends up making more money off of multiple developers and and if so, which I think they will, I think NFL will will then not renew their exclusive license either with with EA. And you know, 2K might pick that up. And and it would just be better for gamers if we had multiple developers making these these titles with these licenses. You got any thoughts about it really quick? I don't really care. I hope it makes it, it makes it better, but I'm uh I'm not that hardcore of a gamer. I just play you know regular games online against other people usually. But uh yeah, yeah I mean I hope I I do hope that uh I wish there were more FIFA doesn't have they just have a limited amount of like international teams. I think because of licensing stuff, but that's the only thing that the biggest thing that drives me crazy. I wish I wish there was one that could get like all the international teams on it. That'd be sweet. Uh, we'll we'll see that. I mean, I think it's still gonna be. They want they want these other games to be rolled out for the next for this coming summer for World Cup. They want like the new game out. Oh, for yeah. so that's not happening, FIFA. Like you you don't understand how video games are made. I don't think. Well, this the next World Cup is in it's in Qatar, so they're playing November December. Okay, so I mean, twelve months from now, and the the e football game is already made. They're just 
it needs a lot of work and tweaking done. But if they got the backing and the licensing from FIFA, they know there's guaranteed money in that they could hire more staff then and and hopefully improve that game, which I think will will happen very shortly. So I know that's FIFA's plan. They said they want they want a solid competitive soccer game out for World Cup time. Um and I think NFL will follow suit. But now on to everyone's favorite segment, soccer draw of the week. Hasn't been doing great lately, but the the first, if you just ignore the full-time result and take the first half draw of these games, I think the first half draw is hit on almost every game I've given out. Um, so just something to think about this week, the Tottenham Spurs versus West Ham. Are they united? Or are they divided? West Ham United. No, they're <laughs> bro. That, I I didn't realize that was your. That was also my picks, and I got to scramble and find. No, no, we're just it. we're on the we're double we're, we're we drawed <laughs> on the draw of the week. Double double pick. Uh, they both. It's the battle of the hams. <laughs> it's it's the ham off. Who's the better ham? Uh, you know if if obviously Tottenham's a little bit better of a club, uh, historically, but the. Tottenham sitting at fifth on the table. West Ham is sitting at seventh on the table. And uh, Tottenham hasn't had a draw yet this season. They are one of two teams left of the entire EPL without a draw so far. So they're due for a draw. And yeah, all right, that makes it easy. we're, We're both on the hams, hams to draw. What do you got? You got the next segment, Danny? We're going to channel back to the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. I got to go with the All-American, my, my Penn State boy. I'm going Carl Nassib this week. Big, big win for the for the Raiders, bouncing back from that John Gruden news. Uh, so I got I to gotta lock in Carl Nassib here, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. I think the Raiders was like the only bet I won on Sunday other than the, my money line parlay, but... Uh, and I'm two drinks deep saying this, but um, the the whole Dave Chappelle thing, have you seen the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix yet? Yeah, I went and watched it just in case it actually did get canceled. But yeah, <laughs> it's it funny. It, it was, yeah, I, I laughed. I didn't take it too seriously. And, uh, you know, if you actually pay attention to it, he's not like degrading uh, any of these people. He's just telling jokes w- with them involved, and you should. F- I-, I feel like it's it's a an inclusion of them into kind of normalcy. If it if it was actually hated upon, it wouldn't be kind of like speaking lightly of. It would be spoken negatively about it, and it was more like just poking fun at like the intricacies of of being trans or or whatever and i don't think it was meant to just be degrading i don't think it had a degrading tone so i don't know why everyone's everyone's uh so triggered by it uh i i always come back to this example i got made fun of for being fat all the time in elementary and middle school and stuff and it was like there's nobody out there protesting that like you can't make fun of fat kids you know and and i turned out fine uh 
not not to say my situation is the same as theirs. It's a lot. It's a lot tougher to, to be a trans person than a fatto. But uh, I don't know. I'm too. I'm too <laughs> drinks deep. I, I prefaced it with "I'm too <laughs> drinks deep." I I don't think any of our listeners are offended at Dave Chappelle. I think it's mostly uh, mostly just the Twitter fingers. The Twitter special. I, I, I don't know. I don't know anyone in real life who was it was actually mad at Dave Chappelle. It's just your typical uh, social media cancel bots that uh, Dave Chappelle's immortal. It doesn't. Matter. He's already immortal. Yeah. So <clears throat> that that's enough talk about the LGBTQIA plus community, and we'll we'll see who wins next week. Who wins the player of the week for that category? Um, I have a strong a strong. Um, premonition that it might be Carl Nassib again but things might change in a week you never know you never know and to wrap up our other segments it's the tight end guru and Jared Cook and Mo Alley Cox both caught a touchdown last week look at me go um I am the self-proclaimed tight end guru I'm also slurring my words at this point of the podcast and <laughs> the two tight ends I have a pretty low Low dollar signs on DraftKings is Cole Komet. Uh, the like we said, the Tampa Bay secondary is kind of banged up. Um, Justin Fields seems to have a pretty good connection with Komet. He'll get at least a couple targets to make his three thousand ish price range uh, worth it. He just needs three or four catches really to to get him uh, where you need to go in cash games at least. And then. Um, I forget his first name. I just have a uh, stole written down for the Eagles. Do you know his name? I have no idea. Let me let me look it up. Uh, blank. Is, uh, stole. Goddard still Jack Jack stole Jack stole Jack stole Goddard still has COVID symptoms because he still wasn't at practice today. You have to have two, and he's vaccinated. So the rule for him is you have to have two days in a row of one being asymptomatic and then having a negative test. So even if he's negative, you still have to be asymptomatic. Um, we don't know which one of those two things it is, but if it's already Wednesday, that means the earliest he can come back now is Friday. And which means he's not going to get a day of practice all week. You know, he doesn't like need the practice, but I I still think they work stolen. And he he's only three thousand, I think. I think he's three thousand even. He might be thirty two hundred on DraftKings, but you know he only needs three catches for thirty yards to go two x. Then, uh, so those are my two tight end plays of the week on DraftKings. And now it is time for the greasy gambling picks. Should we just roll right into it? We ready? I'm ready. I was born ready. I broke the so, streak, bro. I'm I'm balling now. Danny won a whopping one game. So now in his last twelve but, games, but I missed. But I missed the first two. So it was. I was. I was. Ten, I missed ten out of eleven. It was. It was astronomical how bad that streak was. <laughs> it's almost Ute, impossible. To the, it, it really is. But the Utah football Utes, they're not going to let me down. So. I I broke the streak, and it's it's only up from here. I mean, this is every streak starts at one, and I'm not missing for the rest of the rest of the season. Well, I find that hard to believe. 
I find it hard to believe that you're going to get back to 500 by the end of the season. Uh, Danny is now sitting at five and 13 on the season, but he's three and three in his locks of the week. Big Jim is eight and 10 and he is one and five. He has, he had his first lock win with the Dallas Cowboys who had a bullshit horse shit fucking cover in overtime against the Patriots. Uh, I obviously faded Jimmy. I thought, Easy money, Patriots. I got him at plus three and a half, and then it went to overtime, and I was like, "Oh, perfect! I, I have this sealed up." Jimmy, Jimmy's toast, and, and sure enough, uh, CD Lamb in the fucking corner of the end zone. And then I'm eleven and seven with the best record, and but I'm two and four in my locks because the Houston Texans uh, they stink. They are bad. They they every time red zone cut to them, they would have the ball for one play, and then the next time the Colts would be in the red zone on the other end, like five minutes later. So they're not tricking me again. Although I think Tyrod Taylor might be back this week, and they're like plus twelve or something. So I, maybe I will bet on Houston again this week. I don't know. Okay. Who wants to start? Let's go with Danny. I can go first. I'm on a hot streak. Yeah, let's do it. So I uh, one one win can't be a streak. You would, I, uh, you would I, need multiple I'm, wins. Yeah, but these these three are all locks, so that's four. But let me. Uh, I'm going back to the state of Utah. Uh, the Utah Utes. They don't let you down. Uh, I got them minus two and a half. At Oregon State. Oregon State's a tough team this year, but Utah's definitely the better team. They're they're rolling right now. Got a couple big wins in a row. Utah minus two and a half. Um, this next pick, it does kind of scare me a bit with that Deshaun Watson news coming out that they might have a trade this week. But I'm going Miami Dolphins at home mine uh plus two and a half. I wrote minus two, but I meant plus two and a half. Um I like them to kind of rebound. I think Brian Flores is a good coach, despite how how bad things are down in Miami this year. Tough loss last week across the pond. But uh, I like them to figure it out at home against a bad Falcons team, Miami Dolphins, plus two and a half. And uh, my lock of the week, I'm going back to the state of Utah. And, uh, well, technically this game is being played at Washington State, but I'm going to go with BYU Cougs, minus four and a half. Pac-12 stinks. BYU's 3-0 versus the Pac-12 this year. Pac-12 is just garbage all around. Washington State has the whole fiasco where they fired their coach for being unvaccinated. They're going to be, I think, sloppy and kind of disorganized this week dealing with that. BYU, uh couple off of a couple uh back-to-back losses to some good teams they fell from 10th to completely out of the top 25 BYU is going to be pissed off and look to get a little respect back I like BYU to win big at Washington State this week Lock like, in, BYU minus four and a half I do like that BYU plan but I heard that they um the Washington State coach knew like in advance, he was going to get canned by now if he didn't get vaccinated. So I wonder if he kind of had a contingency plan in place where, like, another assistant coach was like, 
already kind of prepping to to take well, the reins. They lost him and four assistants because of it. Oh shit! <laughs> They're all on the unvax train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that just uh, goes to show you how tough they think they are, but you know they're scared of uh, getting a little little needle in the arm. Um, but and, and you know whatever. Like I don't know however many other millions of people have gotten this vaccination, and nothing has happened to them so far. But you know they don't trust it still whatever uh jimmy why don't you go all right so i would uh hate to break uh hate to burst danny's streak bubble but uh as the great skipper uh lou brown once said you know we won a game yesterday we win today it's called two in a row and if we win again tomorrow it's called a winning streak so you got to get to three before you can really consider it a streak. So I we'll said these are all locks, Jim, so I'm at okay, four I'm already. Just saying, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, I don't expect you to go two and one, so. Jim, you're <laughs> one and five in the locks, so if, if we were just hey, picking one one hey, game a I week, mean, you'd, be, you'd be last, so I don't hey, want to hear you. I mean, it, it is what it is. Jimmy's I'm a whole week ahead of you in picks. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll probably catch up this week. Um, don't feel too strongly about any of these picks. Um, I'm going to take the, I can see Steve and I are on the same thing. I'm going to take the Raiders minus three. So, uh, good luck with that, Steve. (laughs) You're just trying to sabotage me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I got to catch up somehow. So maybe I can make some ground up in these, uh, two other games because, uh, our locks are kind of the same too. So I don't, I literally have zero idea why I'm doing this, but I'm going to take Indianapolis plus four over San Fran. Don't know why. Don't ask me. That's why I'm, you know, under 500 in my picks, but we'll see. And then I'm going to take the uh, partial owner of Chicago, Aaron Rodgers, going on. Minus seven and a half over uh, the football team this weekend. That will be my lock of the week. No one's stopping that man right now. Yeah. um, I had something there. Oh, uh, yeah. So there there was a couple college games I kind of wanted to put on here and ended up staying away from, which means now they'll definitely hit. Well, one was the Pitt Panthers are home minus three and a half against Clemson. Clemson is really fucking struggling this year. The people down here don't know how to act after like four straight years of playoff runs. And now their team stinks. And, and so uh, Clemson's kind of toast this year. Uh, Pitt Panthers are now the favorite to win the ACC and, and, you know, they're home to prove it against the, the reigning champs Clemson. So three and a half doesn't seem out of reach for the Panthers. And the the other college game, uh, when I saw UCLA was home against Oregon this week, I was like, oh, UCLA is going to be like a three-point dog at home, and I'm going to smash that. And no, they're minus one and a half. And I don't know why, because Oregon's a really good team as well. I don't know if there's any injuries going on there. Uh, Pac-12 stinks, like Danny said. So that's a stay away from me. I don't know why UCLA is favorited. 
Uh, I would lean UCLA, though. But now to my actual picks. Uh, oh, and I like Virginia Tech, too, uh, home against Boston College. But on, on to my picks, I have Raiders, minus three. They shit-pumped the Broncos. That was an easy, easy bet. I wish I had put way more than I did on it. Like It was just like, I could see into the future that they were going to win that game no matter what happened, just despite John Gruden. But I do think that their interim coach is is pretty good. He's got a ton of experience. He seems like, you know, everyone's rallying around in that locker room. So Raiders are home against the Eagles, who are kind of struggling. They've had 10 days to prepare for this game, but uh, I think the Raiders at least put up put put up a good fight. Panthers are away at um, the Giants. They're in New York, and they are minus three as well. And like I said uh, earlier in the in the show, Daniel Jones came back too early. He's he's kind of funky, fuzzy in the head still. Wide receiver core is a mess. Defense has uh, a little bit of injuries, and and obviously Saquon's still on the shelf. So. I think Panthers, after winning three games and then losing three straight, I think they get back in the win column here and beat the banged-up Giants. I think the Panthers' defense wins them that game, so I don't hate the under there either, but it is pretty low at like 43. And then my lock of the week is the Packers and Washington football team over 49 points. I am 3-1 and one this year in NFL overs in my picks. Uh, Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin and um, the running back uh, McKissick and, and Gibson. I think they have enough firepower there against the Packers defense to put up, you know, 14 to 24 point range. And the Packers are definitely going Aaron Rodgers against this suspect football team defense can put up 28 to 35, I think. It is a one o'clock game, but it's in Lambeau where Aaron Rodgers definitely balls out uh, a little bit harder. If this was on that shitty grass in D.C., I wouldn't like it as much. I think 49 points is um, is a very favorable number here. So that is my lock of the week. And I think that that wraps it up for us today. Any, anybody got anything else before we head out? I can just shit on the Pac-12 one more time. Pac-12 is garbage, dude. Uh, <laughs> Penn State, um, Voldemort's back. Yeah, practiced in pads today, so. Yo, yeah, but that uh, Drew Aller, the uh Yeah, Penn State got, got to number in. one. Number well, one. He, uh, he's, they, yeah, they moved him up to number one. He's been balling. They were... Uh, I forget who they were playing the one week. They were up 49 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Kids, kid looks like the real deal. Hackenberg was also the number one QB in his class, <laughs> though. So Yeah, but they, he did really good for that one season. Yeah, he did good with Bill O'Brien, and then James Franklin wanted him to be... James Franklin thought he could make Christian Hackenberg Lamar Jackson, and it just didn't work. <sighs> yeah. Well, either way, I, I do like where Penn State's headed. Um, this season we've got to like clench our buttholes every game. I think because 
we don't have a, a good offense, even though we have one of the best receivers in college football. Yeah, the offense stinks. We're gonna we're gonna lose Michigan and Ohio gonna, State. Definitely gonna lose in Columbus. We we'll yeah. probably pull out we'll beat one of the Michigans, I'd say nine and three regular season, and then probably get smoked in a bowl game because the Outback Bowl well, or the Rose Bowl. We'll probably be in the Rose Bowl. I don't I don't think we're going New Year's six. Not with three losses. Oh yeah, you're saying yeah, if we lose to both. Uh well who knows? We'll see. But yeah, if, if Ohio State beats Michigan, I would definitely take Michigan State will be an underdog. I'll take Michigan State points in that. But that's that's down the road. Um I got nothing going on this weekend. Next weekend's Halloween. Uh I'll let you know what my what uh my uh Halloween costume is next show. I'm sure Jimmy and, and his girl are dressing up as something for something. I don't know about if Danny's doing anything for Halloween, but we'll definitely let you know. Oh, we never we never fucking made a stipulation for our locks of the week. Oh shit. Yeah, good thing we were sitting here rambling. What is it gonna be? Uh I still have to get waterboarded. I tried to get Tessa to do it, but she was I wasn't wasn't I've in a waterboarding been... mood. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it won't be hard for you to get her in one to torture you. Um, I cannot find a single can of Milwaukee's best. I have it's not in like a single single can. No, I You gotta do uh, a forty, bro. I'm not doing a four I'll do the, the fucking twenty four ounce or the sixteen ounce can, but I'm not doing the forty of one. I'm gonna go to the I'll just say that one gas station in my neighborhood and they'll probably have one. Um, I still got to drink that and then I got to crack the fucking egg on my head too. Maybe I just showered. I'll crack the egg on my head and then we're going to make a co- compilation of all these losses. Um, all right. Stay healthy, America. <laughs>